Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Ever heard of a pet hamster when you were growing up? No, me and my sister did in the backyard dig a bit of a hole uh, for it to be a future home of a guinea pig. Ah. Thought uh, we could get a couple of guinea pigs. They were like five bucks or something at the the pet shop, so we built them a home. Never arrived. It remained empty. We weren't able oh. to rent our uh, our property. It was idle. Oh, that, you couldn't Airbnb it for any other <laughs> for any other pigs around. No, <laughs> unfortunately. And so I think it just got um, filled in. Well, it's lucky you didn't have a hamster because they're. Um, I saw a headline recently: sneezing hamsters. This is from the scientificamerican.com. Uh, You're not reading the Scientific hamsters. American. What's going on here? What? How did you accidentally get onto this? Okay, look. When I first looked at it, it was on news.com.au. Okay, <laughs> and then when I just re-googled it to quote it, uh, Scientific American popped up, and I thought that will make me look smarter. So yes. <laughs> All right, you caught me out. Are you happy? <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, all right. Now tell us, now that you've been exposed, what's what's going on there? Sneezing hamsters sparked a COVID outbreak in Hong Kong. So um, they're only the second species known to have spread the virus. But, uh, yeah, they reckon that they came in from a ship from Europe and then, uh, you know, a couple of achoos later and suddenly there's an outbreak. Oh, no. Well, it's, I know animals can get it, like... Kyron went to the zoo recently and he's like, yeah, the um, they got to keep you away from the tigers because tigers are pretty susceptible and it's quite an old one at the Melbourne Zoo. So, What, tigers can get it? Yeah. Well, no, this well, this article says it's only the second species to have gotten it. I think, too, is to spread it, maybe. That's what, mm. that's the distinction. Oh, they can get it, but maybe they can't give it to people. Yeah. yeah. But the only other animal that can give it to people is the mink. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there you go. Not the mink. <laughs> I mean, as if it wasn't hard enough to be a mink in 2022, <laughs> now they're just spreading stuff left and right. Well, I'll tell you what, it could be a little bit of payback for a few of the blankets that have been made over the years <laughs> oh, from yeah. the poor old mink. <laughs> they're probably doing it on purpose. Yeah, come here. Come here. You write a 4chan post saying that you, you're a mink insider and that's where it came from? People will be marching in the streets, mate. <laughs> Um, look, we got a massive show for you. Thank you very much for joining us. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Uh, I try to stay off for channel. I'm too scared of it, to be honest. I'm actually a little bit scared of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed today's show. Let's get stuck into it, hey? Let's do it. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. You ever worked a retail job, Alex Dyson? <laughs> No, I have not worked a retail job. Aside from the one time I worked for a retail outlet, it was a children's clothing outlet that were having a sale and they wanted two people to walk up and down the main street of Warrnambool, one of them in like a, I think it was a polar bear suit and the other one dressed as like some weird court jester. (laughs) Me and my friend Josh did it. Wow, you really get the good gigs. And you make fun of me and my career. We got paid 50 bucks each for the day to wander up and down the street and hand out lollipops and, or something like that. And so we weren't actually in the retail store, but um, that was that was where I... Wait, how old were you? Like 16, 17. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that would have that been was, great. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Well, back in bloody mid-2000, you could have bought a house with that money back then. <laughs> Would have put the deposit down for sure back then. Oh, man. I worked at a video store and, mm. um, you know, I remember 
being bored. So I used one of the return slips that you get. You feel out when people do late fees. This is back in the day. Uh, or like if there's damage to the DVD, you, you'd fill out, you know, what the damage is and put it in a, in a certain returns box. Right. But I got really bored one day at the video store. So I just um, started making origami <laughs> with the return slips. And so I had all these yeah. really great, this array of origami, which I thought was like quite impressive, you know, crane, sure. frog, little balloon, everything like that. Was this around when you could just Google, you know, how to do origami? Or did you take a physical book into work? I just know origami. Yeah. I just know all these things, okay? I, I really like origami. I like origami, I like magic, and I like Yoho Diablos, okay? That's who I am underneath this bad boy exterior. Okay, now, now, now... I got. I did all the origami. Okay. Sure. We're talking crane to start with. Crane, frog, balloon. I got a bunch of these little sort of my, my mm. repertoire. Anyway, I'd done the whole thing. Boss comes in. I'm like, check it out. Check out the origami. Boss wasn't impressed. The boss is like, oh, you did that while you've been here, hey? Did you think about maybe cleaning the shelves <laughs> or? You know, doing a stock take or counting. Did you think about doing anything else? I thought I was doing quite a quite yeah. a service, you know, adding you some culture. Getting paid to be there and so but using anyways. up their, their pieces of paper. Yeah, so I did get in a little bit of trouble, but not quite as much trouble as a certain security guard out of Russia. Did you see this story, Alex Dyson? I've seen a few stories out of Russia, not, of, not many of them comical uh, <laughs> recently. So, but I'm sure Matt O'Kine, with his digging, he's managed to fold this situation into something uh, light. The good news that came out of Russia, the security guard bored at the Yeltsin Centre in Ekaterinburg, just bored, sees a painting, thinks, oh, be a bit funny if I drew some eyes on this painting, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's just three faceless figures on this painting. Board security guard just draws just a couple doodling. little just a, just a couple little eyes on the painting. It's worth one million dollars. <laughs> so he's just gone and ruined a one million dollar painting. Uh, which is, look, to be fair, it's only going to cost about four thousand dollars to repair. Right, so it's repairable. But it is repairable, but it is insured for one million dollars. But I dare say, if you're going to be doodling. <laughs> Just check how much the paper's worth first. Yeah. I doodled on many a Triple J rundown at work. Oh, my God. Do you know what? It just reminded me. I remember when we were backstage at, um, I think it was a back-to-school party in Brisbane. And right. <laughs> like a back-to-uni Brisbane yeah, yeah, Triple did, J party. Yeah, we did a back-to-school party, yeah. yeah and, 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 like, it was mad. It was going off. Um, and uh, I remember the uh, Violent Soho boys came round <laughs> and Jerry, our PR person at Triple J, had organised this big photo board to get done and the Violent Soho boys are backstage and I remember we were like, sign something, you know, sign the posters or sign something. He's like, yeah, yeah, can, can we sign this? I was like, yeah, of course, go <laughs> sign it. And so they whack this huge Violent Soho signature on it and then Jerry comes in and is like, what? That thing's worth $1,000. We need that thing all the time. <laughs> oh, no. So um, good on the lads there for doing a little bit of the old uh, Russian security guard. What expensive thing have you graffitied? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's pretty niche. It's a pretty niche talk, man. But not like... But I don't what have you done while bored at work is also pretty good. Yes. Get in touch. This is all day breakfast. Oops. Fit check. Oh. 
Well, Matt, another big week in politics in Australia and with uh, myself, one of the hosts of All Day Breakfast, running for federal parliament this year, it's time for another check-in of The Campaign Trail. I noticed your um, most recent post on Instagram hitting up the apostles, was it? Twelve apostles. I mean, it's great to be running in an electorate that encompasses one of the uh, natural wonders of this country, the Twelve Apostles. I mean, it's about six or seven apostles now. Thanks, erosion. <sighs> but look, beautiful part of the world. Got a few photos taken as well, God, which is nice. Erosion Walked. is annoying. <laughs> hey, does erosion has erosion ever done anything good? Honestly. I mean, Rivers. rocks, terrible, <laughs> teeth, awful, beaches, bye-bye Noosa. <laughs> My buddy plates at night, that's annoying to remember to put in all the time and brush. Thanks Wait, do you have a plate? Well, yeah, because I've... Was grinding my teeth, so like uh, you better put one of these in. So I got to wear one of these lame things going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you grinding your teeth? Because I mean, the, the campaign's very uh, right, it's a stressful treacherous. campaign. <laughs> exactly right, very stressful campaign. But it is important to uh, get a bit of levity within the campaign, and that's why. I decided to invite the media around to my place and play uh, them an acoustic cover. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I, d- I wasn't, to be honest, I, c- I couldn't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> 60 minutes on Sunday night. Yeah, I didn't want to watch that either. Yeah. And then I heard about the ukulele thing and I was like, I will, I will, I, I think it is possible to cringe to death. <laughs> so I just didn't want to do it. Hey, when are you going to start bad-mouthing your opponents? You know what I mean? Like, can you yeah. can we start getting some smack talk happening? Or, or, or how are you going to play it? Because are you, are you just going to come out and just, like, absolutely WWE them or what? <laughs> well, I want to run a positive campaign, you know, go out there and, you know, be the change rather than jump on board the, uh, the discourse of filth and mud slinging. So I'll try and stay out of the mud and stay with the lighter moments. Found myself down at the Colac races, Matt. Mm. Now, um, not a frequent race goer, you know, myself. You haven't usually done the uh, Melbourne Cup thing, have you? No, I haven't done the Melbourne Cup thing. I don't usually go along. You know, it's just an industry I'm not really a part of. But you sort of toss up the ethics, you know, you see all sorts of things from all sides when it comes to these sort of things. And I sort of err on the side of, you know, I'm not sort of into that. There's the gambling side of thing. There's the drinking side of thing. There's the animal side of things. And whilst I don't usually get on board, I also, if I was to refuse to go along and meet people who either a job it is, who work there, who go down there for the day, I thought it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be a very good local member if I was wasn't able to go and you know mix with people from everywhere. So mm, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, you find yourself in these positions a little bit more, aren't you? Absolutely right. Because I mean, you're going to be. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, I'm, I'm not into coal mining. Yeah. But then suddenly you're down there looking at 5,000 people, <laughs> their babies in their arms, <laughs> going, yeah, sure. Well, well, what do you think about it now, mate? <laughs> what are you exactly do? It's right. Tough. And so I just go to meet the people, and uh, that's what I did. And in fact, I jumped behind the bar and I was slinging beers. Oi. Used my RSA, Oof. got online, updated the RSA. One for you, one for me kind of business, or what? Oh, absolutely not, Matt. No, 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 no. But. Uh, it was great to meet a bunch of people and I w- got an exclusive interview. This is the only media organisation that is going to give you this exclusive interview with the winner of the Colac Races Fashions on the Field, whose name was Chris. Let's check in. 
All right, down here at the Colac races, fanboying out with the officially the most fashionable gentleman at the entire event here today, Chris from Colac. Congratulations. Oh, Alex, that's just how I live my life, mate. Just fashionable. <laughs> Certainly didn't enter that as a gag and somehow managed to win. I don't know how that's happened, but pulled together the outfit from uh, the ties come from the bartender. <laughs> he donated a tie to you. I got told, quickly run and grab yourself a tie. So the bartender's given me his tie. A hat from someone randomly in the crowd, and it's all come together. So. Where'd you pull the hat from? Because that, that sort of really completed the, the salmon blazer look with the green pants. We got what, you, what boots you got on there? They the uh... mate. These are just El Cheapo boots that are falling apart. <laughs> Literally, don't know how I pulled this off. As one of the judges said, totally Bradbury, Bradbury that. <laughs> There you go. There was one tie at the, at the Colac races in the rounds between everyone. <laughs> the bartender was the best dressed before it got yeah. stolen off him. Give that yeah. man a tip. Well, congrats to Chris and congrats to you as well for uh, continuing the campaign trail. How, how, when's the election again? Uh, they're looking at May. All right. Plenty of time to get yourself a very nice tie. Did you keep your streak, Alex Dyson? My wordle streak? Yeah, when they when they migrated to New York Times. Certainly did. People were nervous. And when I saw that little header on the page, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm only 15 deep, but I'm going for 100. Yeah. Well, I lost my first wordle. I don't know if you've played that yet. No, what's that? Instead of wordle, it's wordle. It takes a bit to find because when you type it in, they go, showing results for wordle. <laughs> um, uh, so you do have to find it, but it's, they show the silhouette of a country um, and you type in which country you think that is and then they'll say how close it is, oh. how close the country you guessed is to the country that it actually is. That's The internet is so whack. <laughs> Anyways, honestly. It's fun, but I couldn't guess St. Lucia, which was in the, uh, you know, in the Caribbean. I couldn't guess um, the shape of St. Lucia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've never I've never looked at the shape of St. Lucia. I went to primary school in St. Lucia in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. I could draw that even with my eyes closed, but a uh, <laughs> <laughs> bird's eye view, but no, not the country. <laughs> it saved a woman's life. Did you see the, the 80-year-old woman who was being held hostage? Yeah, I kind of saw the article about this. Yeah, did you see the headline? It's, it's wild stuff, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, in terms of guessing things, right, I... Um, because I've you know wordle like every single day you, you know I'm guessing something and I, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm on a guessing streak because mm. I was setting up a new like secondhand TV that I got. Mm. Oh, actually, which reminds me, here's another thing. <laughs> We've been buying like secondhand mattresses from Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. We go to this Lifeline store, um, you know, over the weekend. Bell's buying all these books. I went and got my snags. Talked about it all yesterday. Right, drop the snag. Listen to ep one of this week if you want to get in on the contentious issue. Anyways, I go. Oh well, I want to. When I get back to the lifeline, she's like, "There's so much good stuff in there. You should check it out." I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So I go in. I'm looking around. I'm like, "Oh, do I really want to buy a Scrabble dictionary for a fifty cent? <laughs> oh, maybe I'll buy like a you know an old joke book or whatever." And then I just saw a water bottle, and I was like, "Oh, great! I need a water bottle." So I bought mm. a you know two dollar water bottle, pretty nice, sturdy. I walk out. Belle's like, "Nah, I would never buy a water bottle." <laughs> From a secondhand store. I'm like, we've been lying in people's messes. Like, I don't understand why. So mattress, yes. Water bottle, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Anyways. But then she put the fear into me and now I'm like, oh, what if there's something in there? Now I'm going to go <laughs> boil it in some huge pot that I don't have. Anyways. 
So setting up the new TV, it comes up with this thing. Oh, you need to enter the pin before you can do a factory reset. I'm oh, like, my God. I'm like, I don't – this person – the person who sold it to me didn't mention anything about some pin. It's This just is giving me the amount – the flashbacks this is giving me, Matt, to sitting in the car, going to listen to the radio. Like, oh, sure, just put in the pin and you can listen to the radio. You're like, hang on, What? <laughs> I just want to hear this, like, no, 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 pin, please. And you're like, it's like, oh, I want to change, it's daylight savings, I want to change the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's the password? <laughs> I, what is Car Dashes doing? I just wanted to reset the TV. Like, do you think that someone, is some hacker coming in to fully, like, it's reset pr- your TV? I don't so know. So I do one, two, three, four, it's wrong. I'm like, well, that was my only guess. <laughs> zero, 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 zero. So then I do that. And I get through and I'm like, oh, yes! <laughs> Hail Mary the pin! Come on! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the big old guess. I remember you, you've you uh, Hail Mary'd a, a password once. Yeah, I was in, <laughs> I was in um, media in year 11 sitting in the back computer. You can do some video editing, right? And I wanted to go on there. Teacher wasn't around and her login was still left in there and I'm like, oh, my God, what's her, her password? This is super annoying. And I look up and I see the poster there of what car she drives, which is a Mazda MX-5, and she just got, got the new one every year, just upgraded to the new one. I'm like, hmm, first guest, type in the password, Mazda. Boom, straight in, first guest. <laughs> hacker extraordinaire. Yes. Did you tell her that you knew her password? You well, got, my, you I told could... my friend and then she was so amazed that she snitched to the teacher and I'm like, oh, what? oh so I didn't have the, because then you got free printing at school. You know, I could have had all of it. I got to be rich. Oh, my God. Well, back to the story, the shocking <laughs> story out of Chicago. 80-year-old uh, woman, as is reported by 9news.com.au, um, 80-year-old woman held hostage in her home for nearly 21 hours by a naked man with scissors. Oh, my God. Right? And police went out and checked on her partly because she hadn't sent her daughter her daily Wordle score. Yep. The morning tradition didn't happen. Yes. And so she was like, something's wrong. <laughs> Go around and see her. Something is wrong. And they did. And then she, she got out. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was amazing stuff. I was watching some comedy the, over the weekend. I think it was Lloyd Langford was saying there was a dude in Melbourne, naked dude, got up on top of a tram with scissors and was causing all sorts of mischief in Melbourne the other day. What is well, it with I these mean, naked men and scissors? I've been, Look, dude, I had to buy a new PowerPoint recently, a power cord adapter, and it was in one of those plastic enclosures. Yep. And just trying to get that thing out of the box. I mean, you've ranted about it. Rant Dog's talked about it before, but... I mean, you're hacking away at it with scissors, trying to get it. But I mean, I, w- I was almost pushed to the limits myself. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, why do they make it so hard? I felt like ripping off all my clothes and just standing on a tram. I just wanted power to my computer. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the good news is she was all fine. And did she get the five-letter word in the end? Was she able to, to, to nail it? Pretty sure the streak continued. Well, I'll tell you what, someone was streaking in their house, that's for sure. <laughs> Look, that kind of brings us to the end of another episode. <laughs> hey, we're very glad that she's okay. Let's Can we be very clear about this? Absolutely. I'm sure that, that it was a, a harrowing ev- uh, event. We're very glad that she's well. Don't get naked. Don't run with scissors. <laughs> Don't get naked and run with scissors. <laughs> 
We're very glad that you listened to our show as well. Thank you very much for joining us. My name's Matt, that's Alex Dyson. We will catch you tomorrow with another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.